This week we're talking with Tom Chapman from Consumer Protection about terms and conditions. Now, if you're anything like me, I often just scroll through the terms and conditions and click on, yep, accept, um, just assume that they're going to be okay and things that I'd be happy with or agree to, but maybe that's not the case. So, Tom, we talk about terms and conditions when we're discussing warranties and buying products and product safety and so on. Why exactly are they so important? Well, look, every time you buying goods or services, you're entering into a, a contract, so a legally binding contract, with its you know, own certain terms and conditions. And look, that sounds a bit drastic, but it's most of it's so routine when we're doing shopping, for example, that you know, we're already very familiar with, with that, and so we don't need to really think twice of what the terms and conditions are. But... That doesn't mean that for other things and, you know, different or one-off or more expensive purchases that you should, you know, treat it the same. You might want to get a bit more into the details there for those sorts of things. So like you say, there are things that we buy where there's no terms and conditions. So say buying a pizza from a pizza shop, does that mean that there are literally no terms and conditions on what that pizza purchase should be or are they sort of implied by a general protection? Well, there's always the consumer protection laws, the consumer laws around stuff, but uh, just because you don't see the papers to sign or you don't have a a long scrolling list that you check, I accept or I agree and (laughs) have read and agree, um, there there are always those terms and conditions. Now look, most people don't think twice when they walk in the pizza shop and they see the prices up on the board there. Well, that's part of the terms and conditions, isn't it? They might have combo deals on there saying, you know, buy two family pizzas and get a free garlic bread or things like that. Uh, extra cheese, that'll cost you an extra $5. Those sorts of things um, are all, you know, sort of terms and conditions that come into play. But most people, as I said, so familiar with them, they don't think about them in that context. But, you know, it is important to to consider it because if everything goes fine and you get your pizza how you want it, all good. But if you don't, well, what were the terms that were actually agreed to? So for that kind of purchase as well as bigger purchases, I guess you're saying that terms and conditions are basically just how we expect a transaction should go. Is that right? That's pretty correct, yeah. And look, pizza places sometimes have other things that, that come in. You know, you might ask for a pizza that's set on there, so they offer the pizza a full meat lovers seafood combo. Like, well, but no anchovies, thanks. So you're making an amended term to that agreement for that pizza. They can either agree and say, sure, we'll knock the anchovies off, but we're charging you the same price. Or they might say, well, you know, no, you either take the pizza with the anchovies or we're not making it for you, in which case you know what to expect. So that's how it should go down, uh, you know, with that sort of thing. Another one to stick with the pizza is you might call up at, you know, 6.30 on a Friday evening and they say, yeah, look, we can do the pizza, but it's a 45-minute wait. So they've made a variance to, you know, most people, you want to, you're prepared to wait 10, 15 minutes while they make your pizza, but at exceptional times, they're saying, look, these are the conditions under which the purchase will proceed. And they're doing that because what they don't want is they start making, you know, take your order, take your money, start making the pizza, but it takes time because of the number of orders, and then you opt to cancel out, and they say, oh, well, it's going to be this long. Like, well, it's too late. I wanted a pizza. You didn't tell me it was going to be long. There was no change to the standard sort of agreement there. 
now I want out. And that just makes it messier for everybody. So that's a couple of examples of how people can negotiate or state uh, variations in the terms of an agreement with a pizza purchase. With these everyday purchases, what else can be negotiated in the terms or even the price? Well, you can always try. Uh, consumers don't often do that for fixed goods. So you don't see many people going to the supermarket and try and ask for a discount on you know, on buying a, a steak or buying their apples or things like that. They don't usually ask for it. It's more common so with services where people, you know, ask for, especially where there's a labour component, so maybe getting car fixed or building a garden shed, quotes, things like that. They'll ask for discounted prices. Um, most goods are, are offered on what's called standard form contracts. So that's kind of a take it or leave it. So going back to the pizza example there, they might offer a, you know, a Hawaiian pizza and you say, can you remove the pineapple? And if they say no, well, then they're, they're kind of giving you a standard form pizza. Either you take that pizza with pineapple on it or you don't take that pizza and you choose something else or you don't buy it at all. So those ones, uh, standard form contracts, are, you know, what a lot of traders put out because they don't necessarily want to spend the time to negotiate. They expect people are going are gonna to take what they're offering or not. And if you have, say, on the bigger ticket items where there are written terms and conditions, um, how binding are they if we do just automatically tap on I agree or I consent? Uh, are we completely held by those terms and conditions or can we negotiate later on? Once you've agreed to them, that's how you should expect the, the deal, the transaction, to go down. Um, and, and that's why they put them there. But one key thing with that is just because they've written it into a contract, it doesn't go above what consumer protection laws say, for example. So things like you will under no circumstances get a refund, well, we know, frankly, that we talk all the time. If there's a major failure with goods or with a service, people are entitled to some sort of remedy, whether that's a refund or whether it's a credit or what it may be. So our service providers, sellers of goods can't, can't you know, exclude those. They can't go above the law. And a common one we're seeing, for example, with that is with events ticketing. A lot of people purchase those online. Uh, reading the terms and conditions is very important for them, in that case, to understand, well, what happens if it moves? You know, what happens if the date moves is, is postponed due to COVID, for example? Those are the sort of details that will be in the terms and conditions that you sign up for. So understanding what you're getting into, uh, and you balance that. If it's a, a $20 concert ticket, you might say, oh, I'll just wing it, you know, I'm not going to bother reading all the terms and conditions, if I can't go, I'll lose 20 bucks. But if it's a $2,000 premium seat for an event, uh, you're spending that much money, it's probably worth your time to look into the terms and conditions for what happens if the date changes by a day or by a week. What am I entitled to? What am I signing up to here? Can I sell it on to someone else? What can I do with it uh, when it's a more significant purchase? We've talked about a few things relating to terms and conditions. If people feel that they've had some unfair contract terms uh, that, they, that have affected them, how can people get help? There's lots of information on our website about unfair contract terms, or people can get in touch with us at Consumer Protection Western Australia uh, on social media, ask those questions and you know, just general queries that they might have.